listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Saddleball Routine Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody here. Woo! I tell you, where are we going to begin? All right, Alex, I'm going to start with you today. We've got a lot going on today. We've got more people jumping in here. Let me admit, admit, admit. Okay, Don Sanders is in the house. Dominique Hackett. Alex Ramirez, we're going to start with you this morning. You know what I want to do? When I was in elementary school, junior high, high, first thing I ever did when I got up, of course, like everybody does, they go to the restroom, they come back. But the first thing I ever did is I jumped back on the floor, I stuck my feet under the bed, and I started knocking out uh, sit-ups. So finally, I got to start. I remember the almost like it was yesterday. I started with 25, worked my way all the way up to 100. By the time I was like in seventh grade, I was knocking out 100 a day. And I mean, Dominique, Dominique can tell you, I mean, I'm like a little heavy right now, but my whole life, I've always had a solid core, okay? It just has not been the chunky spot in my body. So what would you recommend, all right, to these kids now? We'll start elementary, junior high, ju- uh, high school. I want to like start like a pattern of behavior so these kids can carry something through the rest of their life. What would you recommend? Oh, what a great question. So, hey, guys, I'm Alex, Fit for Life 805. Squats are the number one recommended exercise among all age groups. So from young children to the elderly population, you know, 100 centurions and up, squats are so functional. And you do squats every day, you know, from your chair, getting up, getting up from the toilet, any seated position up and down is very functional and you can get really good and, and work on your squats and improve your mobility through your ankles, your hips, your lower back, your spine. It's just, it's amazing how good those squats can really help out your body. So I would recommend, of course, you know, do your thing in the morning, drink some water, of course, lots of water in the morning. And then you can do maybe 20 squats every morning. If that's so too much, four, maybe, maybe digress to 10 if it's too much. Yeah. So for form, though, I got a quick question because, you know, I've been watching these like YouTube videos, wall Pilates, all that kind of stuff. Change your body in 30 days. So should you use a wall and guide yourself down for pot form and posture? Or like, what are you focusing? You know, because when you do a squat, you want to do it the right way. Right. And when a child is doing it, you want to train them the right way. So do you think training them the first time we, nobody knows how to do a squat? Maybe you should put your arms out, uh, lay, you know, lean up against the wall and just slide down and try that. Or do you, would you recommend like a freestanding squat or holding on to something? What would you recommend? You know, it depends on the person, the limitations and the age group. Um, the wall squats that you're describing are, are very beneficial for someone who has uh, back issues and who does who may not have the strength to you know hold on to their own body weight um chair squats are great I, i'd say if you're a young kid learning how to do a squat a young teen learning how to do a squat you practice from a chair you sit down you get your feet about shoulder width apart you keep your feet flat dig your heels down mind your posture embrace through your core and you really push through your feet to stand up. The trick is sitting down where you have to think about pushing your hips back as you sit and keeping your feet flat. Oftentimes people don't know how to sit back down. Their heels will lift up 
and their hips will stay in alignment with their heels and they'll just miss the chair completely. So you just have to make sure that you keep your heels down. Put on a helmet. Okay, because we're about safety here. I do not want any. You can't lose your balance if you're not thinking about your core. Yeah, you could lose your balance if you're not thinking about your core. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ron, you have a question? No, I just wanted to add that, uh, you know, the squat motion will distribute the weight equally through your body, whether you've got it on your shoulders or you've got it in front by your collarbone or, say, weights in each hand, but also very beneficial for the core and for strengthening the for strengthening the the low back is like the farmer carry. So that's you know where you or a suitcase deadlift is another name for it where you take a you you lift a weight from the floor as you would a squat if you were doing dumbbell squats but you just use one and it it forces that side of your body to reinforce and strengthen like your QL and all the muscles on the right side and then you can walk with it, squat with it, or just stand there with it, and then switch sides and get the same benefit on the other side. Very, very yeah. beneficial. Also, uh, things like the uh, reverse hyperextension, because the for 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 complete, I mean, uh, you've got to do everything in 360 degrees. It's like the back and the obliques. The obliques. If you train more of these oblique exercises, you don't have to do as many crunches and sit-ups. Really, yeah, been, really. Right. Been, I mean, really if you're thinking, stuff. if you're thinking more spinal, and again, it comes back to age and and spinal, you know, limitations. Um, you know, I think for young kids and teens, because they're always carrying a backpack, planks would be great for them to work on. One, it just gives you that good core stability, keeps your spine in a good alignment, and it does work your lower lumbar a little as well but i think it does it'll help with children with those heavy heavy backpacks uh the suitcase carries even those one-arm deadlifts um those are extremely beneficial for the older population who tend to carry things a lot on one side of their body especially like a purse uh, or even you know going to the grocery store we tend to overload on the right side or, or our daughter's strong side and you know we have the other arm free so we can open up the door and move things out of the way as we enter our home so you know it just depends but i think for children chair squats and planks are just a great place to start you know you can do 30 seconds of each every morning just to start your day and as you get more advanced you can get into those other hyper extension you know those uh those suitcase farmer carries those are all great as well for sure dominique i was just going to ask so in doing a plank how many seconds is uh holding it is healthy in other words uh you start at 30 seconds but what do you want to get up to okay go quick ask it just depends on you and your ability i think doing a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing if you can't make it to 30 you do 20 seconds if 30 seconds is easy to get to you do 45 seconds and, and and you keep increasing you just want to be able to challenge your your core so it's you know consistency is a key do it often yeah i love so it parents parents and kids is what we'd like to see okay forming good habits before school starts any day now and what we want to do is you get up you drink a lot of water okay you take care of yourself in the restroom you come back you do your planks you do your squats and then i say like i told both of my boys and i make them i facetime to this day because i say go in the bedroom i want to see that bed made 
Okay, because when you make your bed in the morning, okay, it really starts off the day. I'm not going to talk to Alex about his bed. He makes his in the afternoon. I made it this morning thinking about you. I made it it this morning thinking about you. And I walked the talk. I showed you a picture of our room. Okay, that bed is made, all right? So listen, next thing we want to talk about, we've got Sky and Brian in the house. When you jump in the shower before school, we're going to give you another magic team tool tip. All right. Be back with more after these messages. Fentanyl death is not a high. Don't let fentanyl lie. A killer in disguise that will make you die. Fly away peacefully from the mountains to the sky. Justin Bruce Forrester, 2-22-22, age 22. He left us all without saying goodbye. You're simply the And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky and Bryant, and we are students at Life Chiropractic College West, and we are here actually at the school. And we were talking today about a routine that we both do, which is take cold showers. Well, if I was in my my 20s, I'd be showering cold daily. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Uh, Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You had a hard time getting to the hot water. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, in my 20s, I needed cold showers. But now she's right. We uh, the way our house is plumbed, I end up starting the day with cold showers regardless. But that's a whole nother story. So what's up with the cold showers? It it definitely um, is inviting to, let's see, outside of uh, goosebumps. It also, I don't know, it does, you get, I can't say, you just get jacked. You yeah. Know, you just definitely get jacked. It definitely affects you. Yeah. After the first couple of, ha, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a little bit bracing at first. I'm not going to lie. It's it's uh, it's it's a little intense, but it only takes about three, four days before it starts to feel normal. So our, our heart actually produces a hormone called cardiolepins, which start to uh, they inform our mitochondria for how much energy to produce. So. When we experience cold water, our mitochondria and our cells actually become more efficient at producing more energy quickly. So when we get in that cold shower, that ah, that's bracing lasts for maybe two seconds um, or, you know, less than 30 seconds for sure before you feel comfortable and it's like okay this is okay you know it's not the greatest you know it's it would be far more pleasant if it were warm but you know on some days you actually start to crave it i've started to crave it like i wake up in the morning and i can't wait to get through my workout so i can jump in a cold shower um (laughs) but what what is what is the reason for this madness brian why what do cold showers do for us you know i love sky's excitement but i don't quite jump out of bed uh no, you're not you're not you're not there yet <laughs> i i don't look forward to it but when i'm in it it's very very rewarding um i it's it's kind of incredible i mean i'm also you know 
from a spiritual standpoint, it's, it's about getting uncomfortable. And so if you just got to throw your hands up and you should all try it uh, for your listeners out there is just say, you can just say, well, F it and throw your hands in the air and surrender. And you will, you will surprise yourself at how getting out of your comfort zone how you do one thing is how you do everything. You'll start to show up in your life a little bit different, but yeah. I've noticed hormone balance. It's just, it's good stuff. And your hair looks pretty awesome because you're closing the pores too. So just an added bonus. Yeah. Well, we have a huge, uh, listener listening group with eternity ready radio, which is a Christian station. So when you say, as soon as you said, put your hands up, it wasn't even a hallelujah. I would be my, Oh God, you know what I yeah. mean? I really mean it. Right from the heart, because it's Lord cold. Jesus, this is oh, freezing, God. and I love you, God. Help yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm here, and I mean Satan it. Satan cannot have me today. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> You're gonna make it fun, you know. <laughs> I I have a quick question. So, what's happening in the body? Because with my kids, when we go visit Yosemite. We go jump into the water and the water is almost freezing, right? Because it's coming off of the mountain, off of the snowdrift. How is it that the body takes what appears to be cold and then after a few seconds, it tells you that it's hot? So again, that's, that's that energy that's coming from the mitochondria in our cells that are responding. So we have uh, homeostasis in our in our body, which is basically kind of an umbrella term for a bunch of chemical reactions that occur to bring our body back to its normal temperature. So we'll jump into that freezing cold water and initially it's bracing, but it takes our, our mitochondria quite a bit of time, but, you know, not too much few minutes before it starts to we start to acclimate and then things start to feel normal again so the purpose of doing the cold showers every morning is that you acclimate your mitochondria to getting hot to getting your body back to normal to that warmer temperature faster um which utilizes more energy so i've noticed i've actually had to increase my my food intake a little bit. Um, but, you know, as Brian was saying earlier, the effect that it has on dopamine is is incredible. Um, it really reduces that dependency to those little dopamine hits like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and just overall, you, you, you become more stronger and, and resilient. Um, and it's incredible. And, and it's just another, you know, image of, you know, what goes on in the body you know shows up in our reality and vice versa if, if in our reality we're challenging ourselves with ice cold water and we're powering through it gives up that same type of energy to show up in other situations right our body starts to become stronger um and, and that reflects in, in our reality and just back and forth and back and forth and you're just you feel like a god <laughs> nice i love it i love it so what is there like someone that people could Google or something to find out more about the science of cold showers? There are, there are several people. Um, someone actually mentioned someone to me today and I, I can't remember what her, what her name. Yeah. Um, what well, we dropped uh, Dr. Dr. Huberman has had like um, uh, some people on his podcast about it, but they talk a lot about Dr. Rhonda Patrick. That's a good name to, to look up, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's a huge oh, advocate right. for us. Mm -hmm. She started a lot of cryotherapy um, stuff. And then also, obviously, like everyone knows Wim Hof, right? The Wim Hof that's breathing it. method. Yep, yep. Right. So if you get down that train. But Dr. Rhonda Patrick, is a kind. Of, she's a fitness expert. And uh, yeah, 
Oh, and Dave Asprey of Bulletproof too is yeah, a big yeah. advocate for that. All the all the biohackers, you know, people that really look into how the body's operating at the cellular level and say to themselves, "How can I use this understanding to make my body function higher today?" And not just body, mind, soul, spirit, all of it. So you can get up in the morning and start off with your biohacking. So so you jump into the cold shower after a workout or before a workout? I do it after a workout because my body is already at a high temperature. So then the cold immediately will drop it down pretty quickly. So it turns out that the most benefits of like hot, cold types of therapy are actually going from one extreme to another. And that's really what is what is causing the body to shift um, and, and strengthen having all of the cells in our body and specifically the mitochondria strengthen is that that big difference, that shock factor. So that that's why you hear a lot of people will go from a sauna to a to a ice cold bath. Right. Um, and that's that's the reason for that. I agree. For Yeah. What we learn in school is a lot of people you're working out, your muscles are fired. Right. You're, you have your capillary pressure and there's a lot of heat. And so an issue that a lot of athletes make for all your athletes listening out there, which is pre so prevalent, right, is uh, they'll they'll put more heat on it and that can actually cause a tear to be worse. So if heat is is being released in in reaction to the tear, then you want to do the opposite, right? So my brother was an incredible football player and his coach had him do ice baths and he would heal really, really quickly. So ice is essential, not more heat for some of those listeners oh, out there. So what if you're doing an all-nighter study and you're exhausted and your mom says, oh, take a nap and I'll wake you up or should you jump in a cold shower? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> or if your mom wakes, you know, caught you uh, out with some buddies and she smells some tequila on your breath, yeah. you best be, yeah, be ready to be thrown in that ice cold shower. That will make you feel actually like you've sobered up, which is really yeah. fascinating. Neuroscience is now showing that cold showers are able to increase your dopamine by 250%. Wow. wow. Yeah. Baseline dopamine, not right? Baseline dopamine. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. That's phenomenal. Wow. Is that in order to get you to run out of the cold water? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling your brain to like it, which is just so fascinating. You begin it to crave is. it. So I wish I get one day I'll get on sky's level. That's my, my dream. So, so when your dopamine levels go up that high, you stop craving the dopamine hits because your dopamine, your baseline is already that at that level. Right. So you just naturally stop looking at your phone and scrolling Facebook and Instagram so many times throughout the day. You know, you just naturally start to take yourself away from those quick little dopamine hits. It works with food, too. Right. If your little dopamine hit is grabbing a Snickers bar from the cabinet, you know, every every hour or so, you know, this this will help with that, too. So it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, what the science is showing for how it helps with, with just addiction in general. Yeah. Now, now I always throw this in because I've, you know, just amount of kids that I know and unfortunately that are getting onto Adderall just starting. This isn't something this would be not be a good thing then, would it? Like if you're on if you're taking Adderall or, or does it not matter? Actually, it's it's great because it could actually what happens is you will build the tolerance, for example, to something like Adderall over time um, because you're constantly um, firing and acting on those that primary neurotransmitter. So actually, cold showers naturally um, keeps your baseline 
um, at a normal level. So it, in theory, I would actually imagine that it would actually help keep you from uh, gaining more tolerance to a dose of medication. Oh, nice. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Actually, that just clicked. Yeah. It's not, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but it's not, it's not firing dopamine all the time. It's creating right. a healthier baseline. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. So if you do need Adderall, then it's, yeah, you have, it's, it's, you're not exhausting. Cause actually Sky and I learned in our neuromuscular physiopathology classes that, isn't that a fun mouthful? Slightly no Australian accent, neuromuscular physiopathology, um, that you can actually act on a neurotransmitter too long and you can, you, you fire the synapse too much. You can actually create, um, you, they tire. It's, yeah. it's connection. So that's not what we want. So these uh, showers could actually help you or you're, you're creating a, a baseline. You're giving it the chemical that it needs. So nice. how do, how do we get it long? Uh, uh, hold of you guys. After you. Um, uh, B Allen at college.lifewest.edu. Yay. Yeah. And for me, R. Ellsworth, R-E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H at college.lifewest.edu. Okay, what well are we going to go down next week? Do you have an Ooh. idea? I don't know. We'll get some inspiration. Yeah, we, we, know, we, we, we draw our inspiration from our classes. So yeah. we're out. I, I, I have one that we talk about next week. Is it better to walk with shoes on or bare feet? Ooh, that would be a good one. I've been, so I've been wearing, yeah. Oh I've been wearing Vivo barefoot for over like five months now, and I'm pretty stuck. So it's kind of like being barefoot. I've watched the bones in my feet change. Uh, they're fully all freely movable most of the time. It's helped my posture. I'm a fan. So, so save that. Save we'll to get into this more. Yeah, yeah, save it. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, you guys, if you could stick around, that'd be great. We got who got right after these messages. Come on and work it for me and let you body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight. We gon' dance around where yeah. all my steppers at. I know how to get down. Come on, step it to your right. Yeah, right. Now step it to your left. Now right now in. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is this is Don Sanders for Teen Sports Radio, DonMassageOhio.com, and I'm presenting a huga, and a huga is a Scandinavian term for a feeling of comfort and coziness that one may feel and it doesn't necessarily have to be associated with an actual physical hug, but it feels kind of like getting a hug. And it's, like so, a cold, it's not a cold shower. No, it's <laughs> not a cold shower. But since you made a water reference, I'm going to share about my recent trip to New England and how I got to chase down all the historical places that I studied in school and all the, the, the preserved homes and places that all my favorite literary giants lived. I, I got to visit the homes of Emily Dickinson and Louisa May Alcott and, and uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau's uh, where he built his little cabin on, on a section of Emerson's land around Walden Pond. So very, you know, 
very, uh, very tied to the first big philosophical tradition that we had here in the U.S. It was called transcendentalism. And so Alcott's father, Louisa May Alcott of Little Women fame, her father had started a progressive school where the children were encouraged to have dialogue with the old, with the teachers and with, you know, the, with older adults and things and amongst themselves, rather than just the, the teacher prompts and they give a, a pat answer. And there was, there was no punishments employed and uh, it caught fire and lots of people were joining and uh, he got derailed or in today's terminology canceled when he admitted a, uh, a young woman of color to the school. And uh, but the ideas have been very, very persistent amongst th these people. They they took a lot from various traditions, including Buddhism, about how, um, you know, you can't let somebody else do your thinking for you. You're not likely to be a happy person. And also just the idea of of how um, we need to maintain a connection with the natural environment. They were very big on that. And uh, there's been lots of people that still millions of people visit all these sites. We even visited Sleepy Hollow Cemetery where there's there's a whole section called Author's Row. And uh, I'm not usually a big one for cemeteries, but it was very interesting because so many people have like made a little pilgrimage to the graves of these people like uh, Thoreau and Emerson and, and Louisa May Alcott. And they on their, they have a family plot, most of them, but then on their particular gravestone, people have come, millions of people have come and they put pencils in the ground and pieces of paper with little thoughts. And at the site of Thoreau's Walden experiment, where he lived in a cabin for a couple of years over at Walden Pond, uh, the Alcotts started bringing stones and, and they wrote on pieces of paper and stones thoughts and things, you know, honoring what Thoreau had done. And people from all over the world have brought similar offerings to this, to this pile. So when you go and you look at the site where the cabin used to be at Walden Pond, you see this giant pile of rocks and people literally from all over the world have brought these expressions of gratitude for what, you know, Thoreau and Emerson, what the transcendentalists stood for. So I don't know if anybody else has been familiar with that in the crew, but, uh, well, yeah, I was I was very I was I was very excited to actually swim. Here's the water part. I got to take a dip in in Walden Pond and swim, and then we walked all the way around it too. Very nice. Was it cold? Was it really cold? Uh, in places, in places, because it's about 108 feet deep. It was made ah. when the the gra uh, glacier impression there. It's not the only one like that in the area, but a glacier impre impressed itself in that area. And, and a lot of people used to, there was a myth that Walden Pond was bottomless, but it actually does have a bottom. It's about 108 feet deep. Wow. <laughs> Dominique, no, that is so beautiful. I grew up with my uh, family reading The Transcendentalist to me as a, as a child. I just love all those authors. And it, I found it really inspiring to uh, go for the simplicity of life. Uh, for example, Thoreau talked about a four-hour work day in other words you felt that you should invest four hours to like earn your bread and then the other yep. four hours should be your own that's right he would he would visit a local farmer there and they were from they were from a european tradition where they worked at they worked the fields like all day really hard and and he was saying that living at walden when he cut out you know more expensive uh, you know items to buy like meat 
he was able to sustain himself and do, do, you know, like you were saying, so many, just a few hours of work and then sustain himself. And he wasn't always having to constantly work to be able to sustain, you know, to get his living. And, uh, and they, they actually have the, the implements and things that he made for himself in the cabin. They have it in Concord Museum. Concord is just oozing with early American history. It's really exciting to actually see the things I read about having grown up on the West Coast and never visited there before. Nice. Yeah, more and more schools here in California are actually going back east and visiting the historical monument, which I think is outstanding. St. Rayfield does that. It is awesome. Hey, Christine Marie is in the house. How are you doing, Christine? Hi, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Back east, any of these historical monuments? Maybe when you was a child, a teen athlete, you know, that basketball player that you were, you know, the center. <laughs> they wanted me to be, but I was told and I refused. The contrarian that I am, I was like, I'm not going to play basketball. Nice. But, um, so- so, Erica, the first place we visited back there in spring in uh, in uh, Massachusetts was the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm. Oh, nice! And Na- cool. Naismith Na- Naismith uh, uh, invented the game of basketball in a YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts, and he just nailed up peach baskets on a board, and people started, you know, shooting with a soccer ball. That was the beginnings of basketball. So, when you go to the hall. Up at the top, there's cool exhibits. In the middle, these videos and exhibits. Then when you get to the bottom, they have a big open court with all kinds of baskets, including a recreation of just boards with baskets. And the the staff just chucks you a basketball. They don't want people to to form teams and have games, but you can just shoot to your heart's content after you've visited the Hall of Fame. Yeah, (laughs) nice. Oh, how fun. Very nice. Very nice. All right. No, we got we've got right now we've got Anthony Rodriguez in the waiting room. And I know he is going to fill us with all kinds of information that we need to do for preparation because we want to prepare our kids, our teens, our our seniors. And uh, we'll get to that right and more after these messages. the queen of teen please tune in every single tuesday 9 a.m hey everybody this is anthony rodriguez uh coming to you from uh, victorville today so wanted to talk about or just remind you guys about you know going back to school going back to school is really really stressful so you really need to think about just being able to just take a breath and take a step back you know think about things in the best way that you can i know that it, like I said, it, it's a stressful time, but it's all good. You know, once you get to school, things start, you know, start falling into place and things will get better. Okay. Always keep that in mind. You are who you are and be proud of who you are. You know, we all bring something different into the, onto the table. You know, we learn from different people. We learn from uh, different things and it's good to be different. No matter how different that you are, be proud of it. 
be happy about it because you know what? You do make a difference in this world and in the in in, in many other lives. So always keep that in mind. Now I'm gonna go to another little section that we kind of think about. So as we all know that county is an all disaster county, right? We have disasters all over the place and even we make our own disasters at home. I'm very good at that. But just just so you know, you always got to think about that as well. So make sure that you have your emergency contacts, not just in your phone, but make sure you have emergency contacts, you know, written down or typed up, wherever that you may have it or however you want to have it. But keep that in your wallet or in your purse. Because sometimes if we don't have a phone, we can use somebody else's phone to be able to make that phone call if necessary. If you make a phone call, you don't want to actually make a phone call. It's better to text. So if you text during an emergency, it takes it takes up less uh, energy in that line. And it also has uh, the ability of continuing to try to go through until it actually connects. So if you make a phone call, you might get a busy signal. That's as far as you're going to get. Nobody's going to be able to get receive anything from you. So always text. And in any type of any disaster, you text, not call, okay? Because that that text will continue to go through, and it will it, and it will connect as soon as there's a, an open line. Okay. Also, make sure that you guys already you and your family are already talking about a plan, so you guys know just in case that something happens, you guys know exactly where you guys are going to meet, whether it be. Um, at your home, whether it be at somewhere off-site, which I, you know, usually it's as best, uh, somewhere that it's safe, and somewhere that you guys have already communicated with. And if you guys have not done that, please get, do that. It's really important because you never know what's going to happen. Another thing you can do is register with the Red Cross. They have a great app that you can use uh, that you can check in. And if all of you check in, you guys can go ahead and take a look and see who's checked in or, or who hasn't. Um, they have some great apps, so please take a look at that. Um, and also, don't forget about your your, your four-legged buddies like mine. Or if you have uh, two-legged buddies, I mean, I have no idea. We have, all of us have a lot of different types of animals. But don't forget about them. You know, make sure that you have their, their information all together. You have food for them. You have a way that you can carry them out. Um, and always always keep that in mind. Have that ready to go. Now, for our wonderful seniors that teach us so many wonderful things, you know, sometimes it's difficult for them to walk. Um, actually, you don't even have to be a senior to have a difficult day, time to walk. I can't walk that very, very good. So, um, but as seniors, if they have a hard time, make sure that you, you're thinking about them because they, they really rely on us. So make sure that you always have all their information, their medications, that they use glasses, have extra glasses. Um, and then also teach them how to communicate in case of a disaster. Okay, so don't forget about that. And remember, it's a brand new school year. It is a new day for you guys, a new year for you guys. Enjoy it. When things get hard and things get tough, don't forget to talk to somebody about it. Okay, because it's always good to talk and just express whatever it is that you feel. Find your find your friend, find your 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 buddy that will be able to help you out because all of us have one. Okay. Sometimes we just don't realize that because we don't usually want to talk about things. Talking about things will definitely help um, you be able to think a lot clearer and um, be able to be you. And that's one of the best things that we all have somebody to talk to. We just, we just sometimes we don't reach out, but I promise you that if you reach out, it will feel good. It will be a little bit lighter 
and I promise you, you'll be able to focus and do better. So remember all right. that. It's all Dominique. About- Dominique is reaching out to you right now, Anthony. You can't see her, but I'm the- <laughs> I love I'm it, Anthony. <laughs> I just wanted to add, I had a conversation with my uh, uh, mother-in-law. So so she's in, in the realm of grandmothers. And what I told her was that, because she was concerned about earthquakes. So I started creating her a, a you know, a, a bug out bag, right? So I got her the, the light that can go on her head. And I charged it up for her. And I told her, when I recharge mine, I'll remember to recharge hers. And then I put her shoes in and I put a pair of clothing in and I put the bag under her bed and it made her feel so much more comfortable. And then I also added some phone numbers to the bag and I told her, if something happens, don't try to go anywhere. Stay right where you are because we have electric bicycles and you're on our list. We are going to come to you. And that just made her so much feel so much better. So teens, if you have not checked in with your grandparents, do so to have these conversations with them. Say, hey, how do you feel about earthquake? Are you prepared? Um, how do you, you know, if something went down, we, how's our family going to deal with things? And it just makes them feel so much better to know that they're on your list. Yeah. So I, I want to say something funny. And we've been doing these bug out bags for years and years because of Anthony and Folks, you're going to have to upgrade that bug out bag because if your kids are growing, they're not size six anymore. They might be <laughs> size eight. Do you know what I'm saying? So get into that bug out bag and uh, look through everything because a small T-shirt might not fit somebody who's a medium right now. All right. So, Don. Yes, that's that's uh, it, it's always it's always the last thing you think of unless somebody like Anthony reminds you that you have to be prepared and uh, rotating, rotating your stock of water and, and doing all these things, making sure that there's nothing perishable in your in your uh, kit, because uh, actually now since we got this new dog, uh, I had something like that in the closet and it went and found it. It pretty much. Uh, it pretty much rifled all my all my uh, emergency snacks, so uh, oh. I'll be re- I'll be replacing those. There you go. There you go. No more protein bars for you. Like that's the protein right. bars. There that's right. Go. All right, that's good. 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 Uh, that's good chatter right there. We've got uh, a little bit more to go, and I want to give Dominique Hackett the torch. We're gonna get there right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett from Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And I just want to dovetail into everybody's beautiful sharings for today. Um, I happened upon, in the middle of an early morning, an article about good habits from Japan. 
And so I know uh, we were talking about doing squats when you first get up in the morning. And I know that we've talked to teens a little bit about, uh, and uh, everybody, drinking a little bit of water between two to four ounces when you first get out of bed is really awesome. And um, so, so there are some really beautiful things to do early in the morning. Well, I was looking at some Japanese habit and I came across a very unusual Japanese habit. Do you know that there are a lot of Japanese who have taken on the habit of cleaning the toilet every day? Now, I know that sounds weird and it sounds gross, but um, the interesting thing is Japanese society is uh, very geared to cleanliness. And um, quite frequently, uh, Westerners who travel to Japan will comment on that, that, wow, there's, you know, there just seems to be less trash on the ground. And there just seems to be a lot of public awareness about cleanliness. And the culture supports the people taking on those kind of cleanliness habits. But there's something, there are some very famous people in Japan who have talked about the uh, humility and the character that you, that that you develop personally when you take on the habit of cleaning the toilet every day. Um, so I started experimenting with this, and um, I don't necessarily do it first thing in the morning, but um, I have taken it on. Like maybe I'm having a long conversation with someone, and I'll go, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean." while i'm having my long conversation and and i started with cleaning the toilet and when you first do it you find a lot of areas that maybe have not been properly cleaned so i recommend gloves and um, i use a, a green cleaner so that it's not bad for me to smell it in and stuff like that but uh but i set myself up so that i have nice rags and, and i have my my solution and it's very easy and it's very humbling um, and when you create one clean space in your environment, it starts to overflow, especially if you do it every day, because you're looking at it and you go, oh, well, you know, I got that spot clean. Oh, look, there, there's a board around the bathroom. I, <laughs> I can clean the dust off the board. Oh, look, there's cobwebs on <laughs> the light. So I just want to recommend to teens taking on a daily habit that might be what is considered a humbling habit of cleaning the toilet is something that develops character, develops good hygiene, um, keeps you aware of your surroundings and will overflow into cleanliness and the rest of your life. So if you've never heard this before, uh, I want you to try it on. That's yeah. wonderful, Dominique, but I have to say I'm laughing that you're saying toilet and overflow in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if I do the toilet before or after I take a cold shower. <laughs> but I will have to say, this is Christine Marie. I actually do. I actually, I, I like a clean toilet. So I keep my toilet pretty clean. I probably do it about once a day anyways, just a little with a little scrubber, you know, but maybe I'll start doing, putting some, you know, nice solutions in there as well but at, at any rate <laughs> yeah i yeah. never thought of doing it like almost like a ritual you know mm -hmm. that this is something that you're doing on purpose don yes i i've been enjoying the solutions squirting it into my little brush container and then doing it at least once a day and it is carried over like like if if a restaurant or a place of business puts out a little toilet brush I will clean their bloody toilet because I think like, <laughs> why don't, 
<laughs> Why don't more people do this? <laughs> oh my gosh, Don, you're the only person I've ever heard of that puts it in the little in the little brush bowl too. I do. I put I was putting a little cleaner in my brush bowl. That's awesome. Thanks for reminding yeah. me to do that. <laughs> yeah, my at my gym, at office buildings and restaurants. <laughs> It only takes a minute. You are so humble. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a beautiful gift. It's like paying it forward. Exactly. We're caring for our community. Yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You get up, you go to the bathroom, then you clean the toilet, you jump in a cold shower, and then you do your squats, your planks, you get dressed, blow dry your hair, make your bed. You get out the door. Drink water and put a smile on your face. And smile. Put a smile. Yeah. There you go. And, see, and, and compliment people on anything you can find, right? Pretty scarf. Wow, your eyes are sparkly today. Oh my gosh, cool earrings, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eye, eye contact. Kids, you get back to school yeah. here. Don't look down. Eye to eye, baby. Eye to eye contact. Very yeah. important. Oh, and I really wanted to acknowledge. Um, what um, Anthony said about those things that make you different and um, honoring those. I know it's hard when we're teens and we're younger because those things that make us different, we kind of, that we feel awkward about them, but let me tell you, they will be your treasure when you get older. Yeah. Right. And if something bothers you, you know, you got to address it because you got to feel it to heal it. God bless you, Father Mama. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a boy with no breaks. I'm invincible.